Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show where we break down what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Brian Thornton and Josh Burns. Triumphantly returned. Josh is back. We missed you. A lot of people missed you. I freaking missed you. I set up I set up my mic, right, and I put on the cans, and I'm like, wow, this is awkward. It's been weeks. It's been weeks since I, I, I had the since I donned the apparel. So I'm I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be back. Very thrilled. You left me with this asshole for two weeks. <laughs> Bro, I had like vacation and then wedding. It was a, you know, there were a few, there was some things where life, w- there was like life was happening. There was, but I don't care about your personal life. Life, life was happening and I, <laughs> and I had to get out. Uh, although, although you, I mean, you can't, can't object to life happening. You're, you're part of life happening, uh, next weekend, right? <laughs> that's, that's very true. I have, uh, three points of order, uh, before we start the show. Uh, the first thing is I have to give a, a huge thank you to, uh, John Negroni for having me on his, uh, his other podcast, Cinemaholics, from when we got this covered. Uh, we got to talk about Transformers. I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you all listen to it. It's a great show. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. So thank you for having me on. Uh, the second point is, Josh, I need, since you were gone for two weeks, yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear some of your reactions to what was going on, what we covered. Just kind of get a little bit of Josh reactions since people were kind of missing the Josh. Holy I want people to, to hear it. Missing the Josh. Is that a thing? No. It's going to be a thing now. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, the, the, there's a couple things that come to mind. Um, I'm going to, you know, if you want to play, I, I I was so angry driving from uh, place to place when I listened to two weeks ago that I had to stop twice and call in and leave voicemails. True story, uh, as people. I, as I was driving, uh, because I was angry about it and and I couldn't text right because it's not safe, and my only option was to call our number and leave voicemails. So. I did that. You want to play and play them. You don't, don't, whatever. Uh, there are two thoughts that I had immediately. And the first is um, you're both dumbasses. Uh, Tom Cruise was a villain on Collateral. And a, yes, a, I know. I and a solid and a solid villain he was. So I was I, I didn't leave a third voicemail because I was seething. <laughs> angry like i was so angry that that especially that brian missed i missed it yeah i was mad at myself when you brought it up so so that was that was thing one thing two um watchmen now here you guys are talking and i'm going nope nope you're, you're missing it you're missing it you're missing it there is such an amazing story so the thing is well would they do a prequel what if they do a Okay, the movie starts when the comedian dies. So, a series could be detailing the comedian's entire life, and that would be amazing. That would be great. Well, that's a prequel, CJ, because the movie started when he died. That's yeah, the beginning of the movie. The graphic novel also starts when he dies. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying. And his life is told through a series of flashbacks as well as in the movie. It is, except in the movie and in the graphic novel, you still only get pieces. You get, you get storyboards and paints. You don't get a detailed life. And that's like, imagine if they could tell the lives of these guys right, yeah. and how prior the to really the beginning the of the comedian. movie. And then the movie takes it from there. I, I agree. Because that would be good. Because I, Brian and I both agree the graphic novel was basically perfect and the movie was basically perfect right, right up until the end. So it's, it's, it's already great. Now, if they want to re-explore that, I'm also okay with that too. Uh, being a giant Game of, Game of Thrones fan, uh, Song of Ice and Fire, the, the books, um, and, and actually turning off Game of Thrones when it went off the rails off the rail like season four i was done right um but they've done so well since then that i i came back into the fold i I think watchman's exactly the same thing so it's it's such a good story that you could you could extrapolate a bit and be okay if you want to play the voicemails play the voicemail i'll I'll put them in at the end of the show we can do it that way so you can hear josh's tirades to us as as it's happening almost like real time uh at the end of the show so stick around for that 
I, I did get some follow up real quick too before we get into the. Uh, is this the third point of order? Because you said you had three. I, um, well, one one more thing, and then I'll I'll give the third point. So there's four points of order. <laughs> well, the, one of them is I want to hear Josh's is, is why do thank you, you. Why do you? Two lie is to we want to hear Josh's opinion. This is something else that someone else wants to hear his opinion on. Great, but why do you lie to me? So is it also a point of order? It's a point of order f- as well. It, it's order. a sub. It's a sub point of order. Apparently, plot thickens. Uh, a Twitter follower, simple, uh, simply Gwen. Uh, she had a question for you, Josh. She wanted to know if you ever saw uh, the Fate of the Furious. If you saw that movie, and just your quick hot take and reaction to it. Uh, it, of course, it was. I pre-ordered it. It was available Tuesday. Um, I watched it Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Uh, I loved it. Loved it. Uh, it was it was better than seven. I cried at the end. It was awesome. And that watching that now, I've I've decided to go uh, one through eight again sequentially. And I started that <laughs> this evening. So I'm I'm moving on to uh, too fast after we're done recording. And it's a long weekend. So by July fifth. I will have watched all of them again and eight. So, by the way, I watched the. Uh, I was just saying, how do you watch it? What order is this? One through eight. I just watch it sequentially. Um, okay. Or no, by release. Se- sequentially, by release. By release, because it's, technically, sequentially, Tokyo Drift takes place in between six and seven. Yes. Yeah, but okay, but by release. Okay. Oh, sorry, my my bad. That's why I um, asked. In in order of release, there. Uh, but, but so when I, when the movie was available, I watched the extended director's cut first. And then, uh, the next day I watched the regular, uh, fate of the furious. I, I thought the director's cut was excellent. It, I, look, I was, I was really happy with the way it went down. Okay. The third point of order is, uh, just for Fourth. the listeners, some, some of you know, some of you don't. I'm actually going to be having a, a my second child, a Gwen uh, Stacy baby, a Gwen Stacy baby. Uh, she is due on the seventh, which everybody knows is Spider-Man at Day at seven. Uh, I hope at seven. God, I really do. Well, Spider-Man Day is the sixth. Brian and I will be there with my entire family. I agree. So I, I, I'm yes. still hoping, fingers crossed, that I can actually see Spider-Man and the baby doesn't come early. So just for you, the listeners, and this is probably good news for everybody. So you're welcome. I'll be taking a few weeks off. It'll be just oh. Josh and Brian. Shit, I can get two more tickets. You and Jenny can come with us and Brian. And if she goes into labor, we all get free tickets. Yes. Okay, I'm buying two more <laughs> tickets right now. You're coming with us. And if she goes into labor, they have to stop the movie and we all get free tickets. The really good news is if she gives birth in the theater, the jungle gym's right there. You can just throw the right. kids. Right. Stop making that a reality. Stacy right on the jungle gym. And listen, that's the other part, too. If the baby happens in the movie, I can be like, her name is Gwen Stacy. No one can get mad. No one's allowed to be mad. I'm at a Spider-Man movie. It's Gwen Stacy. Back off. So uh, that's that's the news. That's where we are. Uh, that's where we are with the podcast. Again, Brian and Josh are, are going to be uh, doing the show. I will be submitting topics and putting in my input, which, I, again, m- makes everybody sad. Uh, but I will think about you guys. and will miss you. So with that being started and 12 or 10 minutes into the thing, let's let's. Get the show on the road. What you guys should be hearing is the next few weeks are total anarchy with Brian and Josh. <laughs> total anarchy. CJ isn't here to govern our behavior. We can do whatever the fuck we please for a month. <laughs> they thought hosting a podcast would be easy, but what they learned was it's a pain in the ass. Anyway. So launching into the show, it, it is uh, about time for a new month, which means that it is time for the blockbuster. Now, this time, Brian artfully thought- and craftily assembled, craftfully and artfully assembled the blockbuster, which means he actually like put forth effort for this one this time, guys. This wasn't haphazardly done. I'm so proud of you, Brian. So to make this easy for everybody, again, we have put together a playlist on our YouTube channel that has all the trailers that we're going to be discussing today. So please, if you feel so inclined, go to the YouTube channel and go check that out before you listen to the blockbuster. So let's get this started with the only thing we should be talking about really this month, and that is Spider-Man Homecoming coming out on the 7th. I mean, I don't think there's words that need to be said. It is actually coming out on the 7th at 7. I have tickets for the 6th. Yes, that's the the midnight showing or what is quote unquote midnight. Now, listen, movie premiere dates are arbitrary. Now. I don't understand why it says the seventh when it's the sixth. I, 
I don't it's the sixth for me and Josh. I don't understand. <laughs> I think it's like the business seventh. Like you know, technically they roll in the the Thursday sales to Friday. I don't oh, know. All right, okay, I can I can get behind that. Like maybe that's it. Uh, listen, we we obviously this movie is getting some fantastic reviews already. Being said, is one of the best Marvel movies, let alone superhero movies ever. A lot of hype around this. Uh, this this movie looks fantastic. We're all going to see it. It's like the only movie I'm going to be able to see this month. Like the only one. Uh, and it is the one I'm so damn excited for. That I I'm really hope the this spawn of my <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? Uh, nothing. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. The one I'm so excited for. I'm even wishing that my baby stays in my wife's. I just, I, I just, I'm so excited for. It. Go ahead, Brian. I want to hear. Something. I hope this kid comes early. You bastard. I hope you don't get to see it. That's terrible. <laughs> I know it is. That's what you get for taking my name. He, sp- he spends it like he spends every waking moment trying to sneak away to see. You a know, movie. you know why I, I, I actually, I the for for those people not seeing, I, my camera is at a different angle today, <laughs> and the reason is I have a, a a shrine and an altar with like candles and stuff. I've been performing rituals trying to make this kid come sooner. That helps. I heard. I that's that's what I read. So that's what I'm doing. Christian says to me, well, Daddy, what if what if this is like Wonder Woman for you? I said, buddy, the first Spider-Man movie in a series is never Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's always amazing. It's always the greatest thing you've ever seen. Sometimes Go- it's even spectacular. <clears throat> right. Going back to Tobey Maguire, that first one, you're going, this is amazing. The first time you saw it, this is the greatest thing ever. Yes. And then I literally cried. And then Andrew Garfield, this is the greatest thing ever. This is going to be the greatest thing ever. Right? I mean, there's yep. no other way to look at it. I wholeheartedly agree with you. All right. So, listen, there's there's so much that we've already said. Let's let's move past it. Yeah, um, I don't have any formed thoughts about how excited I am. At least not coherent ones. They're all they're all kind of blah, random blah, blah. expletives and exclamations. Anytime I start thinking of this movie, I, my voice gets really high pitched. So let's move on. All right. Uh, that brings us to July 14th. We have War for the Planet of the Apes and Wish Upon. Let's just let's just take the one that's crap right out the top. The Wish Upon, Wish Upon looks goes away. terrible. Horror flick. Pass. It's a terrible horror flick. I don't understand why people keep making horror movies. I don't get it because <laughs> they keep making money. You know why? Because because they movies, cost. They actually car movies cost a nickel to make, right? And they, they make they, they, a gajillion they cost dollars. An eighteen-year-old's first credit card limit to make. Right, that first card you got when you were a kid and you didn't have any credit, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll toss you a grand," and you're like, "I'm making a movie." <laughs> <laughs> you make a horror flick. That makes a quarter million dollars, and you're like, I'm still not paying off that card. I don't care. I'm making the minimum payment for the next 26 years because I can, because I have a quarter million dollars. All right. The, uh, the next one is War uh, for Planet of the Apes. War for Planet of the Apes looks really good. I haven't seen all the movies of this franchise, so I, I can't care. Well, shame on you. Shame on you. Well, I just, I was never, this this movie series never grabbed me, even after watching, um what was the the origin one with James Franco? Rise of the Planet. Rise of the Planet. Apes. They, I mean, that didn't really like. I wasn't wow like everyone else was. So I mean, what? I never. I, I was. Ne- I never bought into this franchise. I liked it. I appreciate it for what it is. I was just never sucked into it. I just. You're a damn dirty CJ. No, yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. What What else is there? Woody Harrelson looks like he's awesome and he's crazy and he's gonna fight monkeys. What more and, do you want? Well, and the apes clearly. Excuse me, they're to apes, evolve. not monkeys. They, they don't they, have tails. They clearly continue to evolve. Yes. yes. And it's, I think, I think the movie, the movies have done well. Like the franchise has done well moving them along without going too far. And again, too far being obviously what this is primates, but right in the, in the realm of, you know, they're not flying jets. So I, I feel pretty good about it. Right. It, Although it'd be good. awesome if they flew jets. They're not going to fly jets. They should. There, there are no jets. Cause you got me excited. I hope there's flying jets in this movie. <laughs> Caesar's Caesar's like I'm just I, I'm too old I have to direct the traffic I can't I can't fly the, can't fly the jets negative ghost pat uh, ghost rider the pattern is full the pattern is full talk to me Kevin oh my god there you go you have the Top Gun Planet of the Apes that's where that's where the series ends that's where it picks up all right so I, Brian are you gonna see this movie I'm sure as hell gonna try yeah and Josh I assume this is something that you're gonna get on iTunes once it's available um I, you know this is one of those that I would absolutely entertain you know midday. 
if I had the time. So like if if I end up having a long lunch available or like a you know I get done a meeting at, at eleven and my flight's at three, I I'd, I'd I'd hop into a theater near an airport and watch this. Yeah. On uh, July twenty second, we have Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets, which looks so. This is the movie. Uh, this and and Dunkirk. I've, which is the, I've on the watched same this day. trailer, the Valyrian trailer, twice. I don't understand what's happening. Can someone explain what's happening? Nope. No. The, oh, here, here's 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 no because I don't understand. But it looks here's awesome. here's what I have. They uh, it looks like Tomorrowland. Is, like I don't get it. So Valyrian is, is a huge a huge city that basically has plants inside of it. So deal with that like TARDIS like philosophy. Okay. And there's, and everybody lives in peace and there's some alien force, some invader, some bad guy coming to basically kill everybody that's there and disrupt the peace. So they hire these two kids, which I guess are like the best adventure bounty hunter people, uh, to stop this from happening. And then the rest of it is just, I'm the guy who directed fifth element. Enjoy these wonderful fucking visuals. You are going to enjoy it so much. It it's only to be experienced in IMAX. Just deal with it. And I'm going to miss this movie. And I'm very upset. Josh, you, all you need to know is it's Luke Basson. He did fifth element as well as taken. So it's going to be good. So it, I mean, it'll, it'll be stunning visually. Yeah. Yeah, but the story's really good too. I mean, th- this is based off of a graphic novel that has been huge Luke, for Luke years. Luke didn't write either of those. No, but the no, story but itself he directed is good. Fifth Element. And, and I know he directed, he, I know the first he directed Yeah, I know that, but like I'm just who wrote it? It's I mean, I'm not sure who wrote it. I know it's based off a graphic novel. I don't know who adapted it to be honest with you. I don't know. This is not something I'm going to see in the theater. It's probably not something I'm going to I'm going to subscribe to or buy on iTunes. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll be honest. This is a movie that will not translate well to a home viewing. You need to see this in a theater. Oh, that's not gonna happen. Like, like if you don't see it in a theater, just don't see it at all. Well, fuck, don't fucking tell me how to live my life, CJ. I mean, I I didn't see Interstellar in the theater because Matthew McConaughey, but you know, I like it because Christopher Nolan. I mean, that this was his his uh, inspiration for Fifth Element when he did Fifth Element. So if that helps you at all, because I know you like Fifth Element. I love I love the Fifth Element. It's just like, look, I've watched this trailer three, four, five times. I have no fucking clue what's happening. But I mean, sometimes isn't that good just to go in not no. knowing the whole movie? Oh, no. come on. You have to know the entire movie before you come and sit on it? Dude, again, a trailer sells you on the film. Like and, the, the trailer, the, and you should be sold on the visuals in Fifth Element. That's all. Of the, that's what the movie's trying to sell. I'm not. I'm not sold on... I don't go see a movie because the visuals are stunning. I don't care. I care about the story. And again, the visuals can be as stunning as hell, but if the story doesn't grab me in 15 minutes, what's going to happen? You're going to fall asleep like Wonder I'm asleep. I'm sleep. All right. Well, how about a movie you're not going to sleep through? And that's Dunkirk. Yeah, Christopher Dunkirk Nolan doing amazing. a war movie. Looks oh, amazing. Looks so good. Don't we have like a, like we got some Kenneth Branagh in there. Yep. You have, you have a lot of Nolan, Nolanites. I'm, that's a word I'm making up now. I don't know. Kellen Murphy's in there, right? Yeah. So he, he was in Batman again. So I'll give you. He's the been Nolanite. in like everything that Nolan's well, done since. Once Christopher Nolan finds an actor that he really likes, he puts him in everything. Yeah, it's kind of like Sorkin. I'm fine with that. All good. Right? Dunkirk looks fantastic. And this and, and this is a story I've I've never heard of before. I mean, just like it's just something that was never on my radar. And the the more and more that I see about this movie, the more I kinda wanna know the the true story behind it because it seems amazing. Are you guys uh either one of you band of brothers? Band? Yes. Okay. So the way that Band of Brothers battle scenes in 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 full sort of theater surround. The way that makes you feel, mm-hmm. I feel Dunkirk will do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm incredibly excited about Dunkirk. I I'm I'm going to try to see it when I can get the children elsewhere. But it looks incredible. Like I I want to see it in IMAX. I was gonna say that and Valerian are are shot for IMAX specifically. So like it, it's something that you should spend the extra couple dollars on. You know how we like always you know complain about 3D and how that's never really added anything. IMAX changes well, a movie going experience because IMAX is about the audio, yes. not about the video. Correct. So all IMAX does for for those of you who aren't 
familiar. All IMAX does is give you a slightly larger screen, but more importantly, far better audio. July 28th. Uh, hold on, Brian. I didn't hear your thoughts on this movie at all. On Dunkirk? Yes. Yeah. Is it by Christopher Nolan? Yes. It's by Christopher Nolan. Okay, then I'm there. <laughs> What's it about? War. World War II. Don't care. I'm there. Right. Wait, who's in it? All doesn't matter. Pe- doesn't doesn't matter. Christopher Nolan. I'm there. All right, rounding out the month of July, uh, 28th, we have one terrible movie and one okay movie. Uh, uh, I'm super psyched for Atomic Blonde. You take that back. <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm glad. All right, I feel yeah, like I'm psyched I, I feel for Atomic like Blonde. So, like, did you guys, like anybody in the last few years that it was like, uh, I'm so-so on Lucy, shut your mouth. Lucy was amazing. Atomic Blonde's going to be amazing. Salt was amazing. All these <sighs> Salt like, was badass. So good. Salt was so good. Salt was so All good. All these Badass. What's the 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 one with the the chick that was an orphan and she like lived in a cave forever? That was amazing too. All of these chick fighters take over. Yeah, man. Get give it give it all give it all. And this looks like Charlize Theron has been a badass yes. for for a while. So I am not at all surprised. This looks really good. People sleep on. Um, ultraviolet as well, which is ridiculous because ultraviolet was amazing. So, like, this is sort of in that same vein. Salt, ultraviolet, Lucy. Give me, give me all these movies. Sure. And uh, it also seems to have a little bit of humor to it, too, to kind of balance out some of the action. It, it looks like it's got a good mixture of both of those things. Well, you, you throw in McAvoy and yeah, you get that. Absolutely. And then the uh, the abomination that is the emoji movie. Is is also coming out that time. I thought you were super excited for the emoji. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, I've heard you speak several times about how amazing it's going to be and how yeah. emojis are so critical in life. You shut your face. That is no, not I've true. Heard you, I've heard you talk that about is not, you, I've oh, actually no. heard you speak in only in, emojis. In only emojis. Like, I, I was thinking the same thing, smiley face. That's, yeah. I've heard you say it. Shit that, like is that. Not, that is not. That is that's not how that works. I have, I have. I have. I mean, I will be crying face over this movie, but CJ will be happy face. <laughs> oh my god! No, this is CJ will Brian be the rolling whole... on the floor, laughing face. CJ will be eggplant water droplets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. Uh, straight face squirt gun, please. When Brian put this movie into the show notes, just just for the listener here, he put the shit emoji. And then the word movie after it. So it's to, to really cho- – It's a chocolate ice cream. To emoji. really drive home how bad this movie is. Brian All right, so chocolate that, ice cream and thought about how much you're uh, going to love this movie. It, it, that's exactly what I was doing. Yes. So that is the blockbuster for the month of July of 2017. Uh, obviously, listen, the top billing is Spider-Man Homecoming. Brian's probably going to see it three times. I bet – hold on. Seeing it I, twice in one night. I was just about to say, point of order, I think it's going to happen. Uh, um uh, besides that, when it comes to uh, Valerian, Dunkirk, Atomic Blonde, uh, what is the other movie? What is the, the second best movie of this month that people should see if for some reason uh, they don't have a heart and don't want to see Spider-Man? What? No, no, no. See Spider-Man. Uh, Brian's going to see it twice opening night. So everyone should go see Spider-Man. And then Dunkirk. I was going to say Valerian. I was going to say Valerian as well. False. Just false. It sucks because this... this... It sucks because Spider-Man movies usually come out in May, and May is usually a little short on movies. So I have seen right, but every, we had Guardians in May. Right, 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 right. But l- let me finish my thought. I have seen every Spider-Man movie since Tobey Maguire in two thousand two in the theater six times. Oh, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to fit five more viewings of Spider-Man. I'm sure you'll be able to figure that out. Look, you're seeing it so. The, the whole thing came out. I got two it, in one night, but I got to figure out three more. I don't even, I'm just, I'm telling the story because I don't care. The, the, I texted Brian and I said, hey, Laura's buying tickets for all of us opening night at seven. Do you want to go? He said, wait, wait, I, I got to see it with Melissa and Paul. Let me, let me just see when they're going. You know what? Yeah, I can, wait, is it too much to see it at seven and then again at 1030? And I said, no, that's not at all ridiculous or too much in any way. You should definitely do that. You should do that right now. So we, so right. So Brian's going to see it with, with uh, the Burns family. The Bernstons will be in attendance. Yes. At, at 7 p.m. And then. Bernstons that out. Yes. 1030. Brian will see it again. And he will find all little nuances and things that he didn't love previously to love at 1030. 
I'm envious. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> and I don't think there's any way you don't you don't meet or exceed your quota of six. I, I think, think it's gonna happen. I think you can yeah, do it, Brian. I'm, I'm hoping I'll so. Support, I'll support it any way I can. <laughs> All right, so we also got some some other good movie news, right? Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. The trailer oh came out this week. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. There's a lot of people who are saying the same thing, and I want to shut you down all right now. A lot of people going, you know, this, you know, this movie isn't really Jumanji. How about this? Shut the fuck up and enjoy how awesome this movie is. Yeah, you shut your mouth. It's Jumanji. All it needs to be to Juman to be Jumanji is people getting in bad situations in a jungle. Essentially, if that's happening, you can put a board game there, throw some dice, Jumanji. Done. This game, this game apparently has gone digital, and this shit looks awesome. And and could you have gotten a better cast? I don't. As I say, the I'm cast not sure is you could have. You, I'm not sure you could have because. Amy Pond is an ass kicker for sure. Yes. Karen Gillian. Yes. The Rock is amazing. Always. Jack Black is funny and Kevin Hart is hilarious. Yep. Give me all of this for a mo- And then and then the, the fact that the trailer already set up the characters to be totally just opposed to their avatars. They're going to end up gaining strength at the end of the movie and coming out of it stronger and better friends than they were before. This is going to... There's no one that can't love this movie. Someone said it was like, a, it's like the, the Breakfast Club in, 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 the, in the jungle. Like Breakfast Club meets Tron. It's why, maybe why I love it so much. Because it does seem like the Breakfast Club meets Jumanji. Meets Tron meets, meets the jungle. Gimme. Gimme it all right now. And don't just go watch the Jumanji trailer. Watch The Rock leak it. Oh, yeah. Twitter. That's so good. Yeah, so the rock setting it up is actually the best part of the trailer. You should you should watch that version. Here's the only thing that's I I, I didn't know until this trailer was Nick Jonas is in this movie, and As he looks what? he yes. looks like he has a prominent role. Yes, he's in the movie. Yeah his his title his character is not public yet, Brian, and he was like flying a helicopter with all of them. And I think I think he was one of the original kids sucked into the game. He's a good actor. He is. I didn't know he was there. I was kind of surprised. Anyway, looks fantastic. All right, now uh, I want to keep this next part brief because a, a, a fan did ask for some opinions on this, and again, you could hear uh, it's absolutely not going to be brief. <laughs> I'm going to make this as long as possible. All right. Well, the, the next part is a little bit of a follow up, and again, if you want to hear some of my opinions on the Transformers movie, uh, you can go ahead and check out the Cinemaholics episode. But Brian, I, I do want to hear. What do you thought? Because I obviously had some pretty harsh things to say about this movie. You had some very strong feelings. I, 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 I don't agree with something all of them. very important. If it wasn't for the fact that I was doing a podcast about that movie, I would have walked out and left the movie halfway through it. I would. Yeah, have it wasn't gone. that bad. And I'll tell you the moment where it happened. The moment that I was ready to leave was when they were in the castle going through the whole line of the Wit- Wiccans. By the way, spoil alert for Transformers, but fuck you. Wit- you Wit- it's Wiki. okay. Wit- Wiki. No, the Wit- no, Wiccans. No, there's, there's a Oh, whole... sir, it's the Wit- Wiccans. There's an order of Wit- Wiccans? There's an oh, order of Wit- Wiccans. Yeah. And they, the the freaking robot stop, starts breaking the fourth wall by doing the music of the what's currently happening, and then they address it, and then they do it again. And then, and no, I had no idea what was going on. It bothered the crap out of me, and I would have left the movie at that exact moment. And you know what? I should have because it was a big pile of donkey crap, and I somehow you got something out of this movie. So I'm very curious to hear what you thought about Transformers. Well, I don't know if I want to tell you after that. Tone. I want to hear what you have to say. I, I please don't, don't tell him. Movie. Just text it to me, and we'll, we'll yeah, just I got, talk I got about you. It. At a later date. This movie was not as terrible as you were making it out to be. I did not say it was not it was not bad. It, it, it's not good. It's probably the worst of the series. Next to Revenge of the Fallen. But. I, I had some major problems with it. I think I'm trying not to be spoilerish. Spoil. It's OK. Spoiler alert on Transformers. If you want to. OK. Listen, Spoiler alert on Transformers. This, if you're worried about it, I'll put in the show notes the time that you can go ahead and jump and get spoiler free. OK. Great. So Josh is removing his headphones because he doesn't want anything spoiled. I do agree with you when you say we were sold a bad bill of goods. The trailer did not really sell the movie that I saw in, in that in that theater. I right. expected a lot more Optimus. I expected a lot more Optimus and how the Autobots have to deal with the fact that he's turned traitor for a while. And the fact that he doesn't show up until 20 minutes before the movie and is Bad for all of three minutes before he flips sides again bothered me. That needed to be done 
it was the, it was the Batman versus Superman Martha moment, and it needed to be done sooner. I agree with you there, but you need to. And then they have um, the Suicide Squad in there too. You need to appreciate what they were trying to do. Here's here's why I'm not saying it's a terrible movie. Stop shaking your head in disbelief. <sighs> Go ahead. Here's why I say it's not a terrible movie. It's clearly the start of a new story arc, a new franchise. They set up a new villain with Quintessa. They're trying to do a new thing. Yes. That's my the good thing about it, but also the bad thing about it. Because it caused them to spend two hours on a lot of story. And a lot of it was very convoluted and didn't make a ton of sense. But, I mean, it made sense if you thought about it. It, it got confusing at well, Okay, well, no, no, no. Please make sense of it for me because I have thought long and hard about this movie. And what, I can't What don't it. you understand? I, I can't understand so much about this movie. There's so, I mean, just, just t- I mean, you heard me complain about it for such a long time. What was the thing that, like, saved this movie then when you think about it? I'm not, I'm not saying anything saved this movie. I'm saying it's the worst of the franchise. But I've seen worse movies, first of all. Secondly, um, I'm viewing this as a, a, a reset, a, a, a fresh start, because I think with what they did as far as building a, a groundwork for a new story arc and a new villain and, and some new stuff to happen, I think a new director can come in here and kick ass and make an amazing Transformers movie using this as, as a foundation. I really do. They clearly didn't kill Quintessa at the end. She's still around. Um, the, there's clearly, you know, the, they set up this entire thing with uh, Earth being Unicron and, you know, how... Now there's going to probably be more attacks against Earth because of that, and they're going to want to, you know, you're going to have the Autobots protecting Earth because of it. Uh, I mean, I, I think it it laid a lot of good, really good groundwork that can be explored in future movies. But here's my problem with that: the next Transformers movie that is coming out is the Bumblebee is the Bumblebee movie, which is set back in the '80s. Yeah, which means if we're not going to address anything that just happened in the fifth movie, why is this a setup? Like it's it, it looks like you could set that up in the Bumblebee movie. Here's my only pro- other problem with that movie. That doesn't make any sense. The fact that Bumblebee was in World War II and has been yeah. around forever. Thank you. Like clearly in, in 2007 when the Transformers movie came out, this was the first time they were all landing on Earth. Yes, and not Transformers in general, just Bumblebee, Optimus, Ratchet, Ironhide. The it was Autobots. clear it was the first time they were landing there. Unless you want to explain that they were on Earth and then they left to go fight the war on Cybertron and then came back, I don't buy that. That's what they're going to sell you. That's but what that they're going to give you. But that makes no sense to me. Right. And that's the the big plot plot hole that Hence bugs me. Why I I can't take this movie as a setup movie because it has a huge glaring hole if this is a setup movie. It it just it just doesn't happen. That's the only hole that that's, they can. That's try a to, gigantic hole. Listen, saying, a, hey, a good two writer, movies. a good writer can fix that. Oh, you're really not gonna, listen. After this movie, you're not getting a good writer to do a Transformers movie. This movie has done terribly domestically. I don't believe you for a second. I think it's a viable franchise that makes a ton of movie, money, especially overseas. You can get a good writer. And 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 I owe you credit because I used I did use your line uh, at, on Cinemaholics. Yeah, you you son of a bitch. I actually got angry listening to your that you were right spot. that as long as there's robots fighting robots, people will see this movie and any movie that comes out of this franchise. And, and my comment is. I don't care how deep the story is, how great the acting is. I don't need that. All I need is robots fighting robots. I need but Optimus Prime. But you didn't Prime, even get that in this but movie. That, and that's the thing. I didn't get enough of it in this movie, and that's what, what kind of upset me. So I, I – I, I give it a solid four and a half. Oh, wow. Out of what, ten? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a little better. You're still you're still a bit – If I were to give a- it a letter grade, I, I would probably do D+. <sighs> I know you gave it an F. I gave it an F. Hard. I, 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 I really was going to leave the movie theater. Anyway, listen. Those are just some some of the summarized thoughts of uh, Transformers. The 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 last night. Uh, definitely, I definitely want to hear what you guys had to say about the movie too, uh, because I, I my I, dad loved it. I, I really want to hear more opinions of, of Transformers last night if you guys saw it. And you can do that by calling 484-373-4119. You can leave us a voicemail that way. You can also text that number if you're a person who doesn't want to have their audio on the show. You can text that number and we'll we'll hear your thoughts. Listen, there, there's been another huge thing taking over the, the nerd world uh, this week. And that is the announcement of the uh, SNES Classic, the Super Nintendo Classic 
coming out very similar to the Nintendo Entertainment, the NES classic. Uh, I am very curious to hear what you guys think about this. And and uh, let's hope the supply keeps up with the demand. But but Josh, was this your gaming console? Is this the one that you love the most? It is. It is my uh, my favorite gaming console uh, for sure. And uh, I was upset at the initial release that uh, Super Tecmo Bowl is not included. Um, but if I can get one, I will still try to get one because the the gaming lineup looks really good. And and obviously, I I still in my basement I have a Super Nintendo. I'm just not sure that any television I have can hook up. Like, uh, it, and even if it could, it, it would kind of be crappy because it wouldn't. Just look get right. a RF modulator. That's what I got mine hooked up to. Yeah, I have I have mine hooked up to that, and I have it with an original one hooked up to my 4K TV. And it yeah, still pin- looks shitty, though, right? Like, I, at, like at this point, at this point, I don't know why I'm just not uh, building an emulator and yeah, using, Raspberry Pi and just do NES and SNES and N64. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm not all. doing that at this point, but I'm not. Cause if, if, I do know why. Cause I don't have the goddamn time, but <laughs> you can buy them. Uh, no, I don't, but I, even then, you know what I mean? Like it's setting it up as a pain in the ball. So this thing looks awesome. It looks cool. And for anybody who played the super NES there, look, there are early games missing and I'm, I'm not going to like, I'm not over the moon because games like NCAA basketball that were really pivotal to that console and Madden, they're not there. Yeah, but I mean, you still have Street Fighter, Donkey Kong Country. Yes, you have Street Fighter. Yes, yes. But you like again, CJ, there, there are games missing that shouldn't be missing that I, I have problems with. I agree. I no. do. Look, look, you got Super Punch out and I'm, I'm excited for it. Christian is already... Uh, familiar with Super Punch Out from the Wii U, so like I, I'm I'm inclined to get this regardless, but I'm not going to be the guy waiting in line. If I can get it, I'll get it. If I can't, I can't, and that's the end of it. Brian, something I'm curious to hear about is there is for the first time ever, never played, never before released Star Fox Two being included in this in this console. <laughs> why is this a big deal besides the fact it was never released and and why should anyone care about it? The first one's great. The first. The first one on Super Nintendo and the N64 one are amazing. But like they the, this this game was like completed and never released for some reason. Like it wasn't even like in development hell. It was done. And I think what they did, I, I'm not positive, but I think what they did was like by the time it was ready to release, they had were moving on to the N64. So they were like, oh, we'll port it to the N64, and then that never happened. And then Right. I don't recall I don't recall Star Fox even being a thing on Super Nintendo. Um, uh, MK2, by the way, Mortal Kombat 2 was in fact a huge thing on Super Nintendo and it's not on this console. I have problems. It's because because they don't want me beating your ass at that game. Don't open up that can of worms, please. Here's the, here's the thing I'll I'll say. Star Fox, especially in, in early Nintendo times, right till the N64 was kind of a staple between the the Super Nintendo and the N64. It was a, it was a pretty big game. It was, it, very it was definitely Mario, Zelda, and Star Fox were, were the big three. Yeah, but even like A Link to the Past was sort of the shittiest. Zelda you game. bite your tongue. Do not finish that sentence. What? It was. It wasn't, it okay. wasn't great. Do not no. finish it wasn't, that sentence. No. It wasn't great. No. Like it was, it was okay. No. But in terms of... In terms of of uh, Legend of Zelda games, it wasn't close to the best. It wasn't anywhere close to the original Legend of Zelda, and it wasn't as good as Ocarina of Time. I agree with so you. So if on it's that, not if it's not in the top two, then who gives a shit? Because it's better than some of even the most recent releases. Well, okay, fine, but like it's it's still not like I can still go back and play the original Legend of Zelda, and I can play Ocarina of Time. So why do I care about this? I guess is what I'm asking. Because it wasn't because like, it's the number three Zelda game. Well, yeah, maybe maybe now that we have, uh, the, I'm not sure it is game. number three either. It's just I'm just the only I didn't get like super deep into them. But like this wasn't one of my favorites for sure. I can I can understand that reasoning, but I I can't the way you phrased it earlier. Like was, I'll play a link to the past. That was like a before, trigger warning for Brian. like I, I I don't know a link to the past. Cool before I'll play some of the like super new ones, but I'm just not, I'm not there. I'm going to let Brian simmer. And, and I want to say this, I'm going to include, don't let him simmer. Let him, let him, let him flame on. Go ahead. 
I think you broke Brian. There are no words for how upset with you I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I also like to scour the internet for the weird and obscure and strange topics. And it is time to get the tech perspective. Oh, thank you so much. Damn it, Josh! That is not the theme. No, not the theme. I got to tell you, two two weeks to listen to the podcast and I'm going... Wait, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> and it's different every time. He's a he's a goddamn jazz musician over there. So I know this this ready for the fun part? This is when this is when Brian just kind of shuts down and says, I don't really care. But Brian but Josh and I get to be very happy to talk about this. Virgin Mobile is going really to be the only carrier in the US to offer iPhone exclusive. Only iPhones now are getting rid of Android service, and they're offering the first year of unlimited service for a dollar. And this is big news in the sense that you can get a nice premium device on a prepaid network, you know, no contract. But the the whole other part is the company is like not going to be selling any more Android devices. They're going to go iPhone only. That's crazy. That's unheard of. And as as a guy who lived in the mobile world with me, Josh, very curious to hear your thoughts on 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 this news. Well, I mean, I I guess first and foremost, uh, my thought process was. Virgin was the first no contract brand to offer iPhone. Yes, they were. Uh, it makes sense that they're the first to be iPhone exclusive. The other thing is people are are sort of getting that at this point smartphones are about iPhone or Samsung. Yes. And there there are there are fringe users that that buy third party or buy you know, obscure Chinese phones unlocked or or still people with HTC or even the Google phones. But for the most part, we've settled on iPhone or Android. And if you're going to do that as a as a no contract carrier, kind of makes sense to me that you would kind of choose sides. And and Richard Branson um has A always been a crazy bastard. Yeah. Uh, and 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 B has always kind of been uh, really very openly about the consumer, wh- right. where he knows is is going to make him kind of the most money. Um, but if you're going to go iPhone only, I'm I'm behind you, obviously. Yeah, um, you're probably going to be a generation behind, but okay, nothing wrong with Actually, that. A gonna, lot of people are, they're going to do the iPhone SE, the six, the six S, the seven, and the seven plus. They're going to do the they're not going to launch in a few months. Is what I'm saying is they're not going to get the newest one. Oh, okay. They're not going to get the the eight. They're going to be a generation behind. Yeah, okay, whatever, I, the, I whatever the new iPhone is, they're going to be a generation. Okay, behind. I understand. So that. and I and, I, and I'm and I'm perfectly okay with being a generation behind on a no contract carrier because you can keep the cost lower. And obviously, launching for a dollar uh, is frankly insane but it, it's supposing that you pay the price for the phone and then you get service for a dollar so right? here here's yeah here's the working of it it's called the inner circle they're offering the plan for a dollar for the first year uh to qualify customers need to purchase an iphone from either virgin or uh apple after the first year it goes back to 50 dollars a month uh, then uh, for some weird reason Back down to a dollar for the six months if you purchase a new phone again, right? Uh, after Why two years it? of service, so Why wouldn't it? I, right, and they're and they're saying, hey, keep the phone for two years. Like you have to be with us for for two years to get the Look, dollar power together. I, I think it's, it's good, brilliant. It's a great I, plan. I mean, especially if you are an individual user or a couple, right? Yes. This makes sense, right? Uh, the only the, the only, only downside is it's Sprint. Uh, yeah, but you know what, man? I mean, for the most part, in major metros, Sprint is just yes, fine. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. Nothing wrong with Sprint. So Correct. I'm fine with this approach, especially when you consider they're basically adopting the same sort of attitude that the big carriers have, which is if you buy a new phone, we'll we'll go ahead and discount your plan. But the major carriers... Right, you're you're mortgaging out your phone at thirty five dollars a month over the course of however many months, twelve months essentially before you trade it in to get a twenty five dollar discount. These guys are going, look it, look it. The phone's going to cost you at minimum four fifty, correct? Which is probably like if you buy if an you SE, SE, that's yeah, right. So like four fifty to seven hundred. But if you do that, a dollar 
for the year. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, if I look, 50 bucks a month, guys, that's well, I mean, if you, if, you play, if you play the math right, even it's, it's really the month, the, the, the dollar for uh, a year and six months, right? A year and a half. Because it, yes, when you buy a new you, phone, right, they give it to you're you again. Buying, so, right, I mean, because you're stretching it out. Yeah. So, I mean, it, listen, it's a really cool thing. I think it's bold that they're a carrier who's saying, just like you said, listen, it's either iPhone or Samsung. And if it's Samsung, it's the real phones, not these, you know, brand phone that you never heard of or it's a stripped down Galaxy something. You don't right. want just Galaxy, you want the Galaxy. Uh, and it's it's a bold move, uh, and I, I'm I'm really curious to see how it pays off for them. For those of you who live and stay and don't really venture out of major metros, you should absolutely look into this. This is a really big deal for mobile for you, and and frankly uh, for everyone who cares to use an iPhone. But again, stressing if you stray outside of major metros frequently, like I do, you you still need a major carrier. Yeah. It's a bold Not move, a, Cotton. Let's see. Let's see if it pays off. off. <laughs> right, right. So I'm a huge fan of. Um, this is going to sound weird to a lot of people. Google Photos. It's the one part of Google that I'm I'm in for. I'm updated on Google Photos. I'm I'm backed up. And and what they added uh, at Google I/O is the ability to share photos with friends a lot faster. To start recommending friends and and basically getting things that. When you take a picture nowadays, really, sometimes you never see it again. If it doesn't go, if you post it on Instagram, you post it, some people scroll through it once and then you never see it again. Uh, or sometimes you take pictures of people and then you never show it to them. I got to tell you, CJ, nobody nobody ever just scrolls past one of my photos. No, especially on the Pig Parker. I, oh, man. I most certainly, I uh, study every detail, every <laughs> line, every, <laughs> every follicle. I, I study it all. So they, uh, they listen, here, here's a real cool thing. They have a new feature called Suggested Sharing, uh, which will basically look at pictures and say, hey, this is a picture of Brian. Have you, did you send this picture to Brian? Well, we can send it to Brian if you like to send it to Brian. What uh, if it's a dick pic? Well, then at that point, it's like, this is too small to recognize. Who, who what is this? Is this, is this supposed to be only, like a, only for your pics? But not, what if it was not, like Josh? I got to tell you, not, not of Brian. And then they also have shared libraries, which is very similar to like uh, iCloud Photo Stream. But again, the best part is this with with the iPhone, right? Because let's just talk about that because that's what kind of nerds we are. Um, if you are putting photos onto the cloud, there is a limit to this, and then you have to pay Apple to get more storage. And Google Photos is like, screw that; it's all free, it's all unlimited, as many as you want. So it's a great thing to do for people who have are sharing across families, especially if you're sharing across device. If you're not. If you have someone in the family who is an Android holdout, this is a great way to get people's photos together, and then it suggests to, to share it with them. So I just wanted to bring that to light. Well, for me, uh, Google Photos is more about the photo assistant that puts together yes. videos and collages and other kind of cool things. That's the that's my favorite feature. Listen, the the faces thing and the suggested sharing, app Apple does that, and it's and it's cool, right? Google does it; it's cool. I like Google Photos for the backup. I like Google Photos for the assistant. It's for me just it's catching it's catching up at this point with what Apple's already been doing with the faces and the suggestions. And it's the only part of Google that's actually told people we're not going to sell your like your data to other people. We're not going to push ads on you. There's no ads in Google Photos and they're not going to sell your pictures to show up on some random ad. So it's the one place where Google actually takes privacy seriously, which is I mean fantastic. Uh, finally, from my news of the internet that just requires me to go, uh, excuse me, Panasonic is releasing a deodorizing hanger that'll get rid of the, the smells of your clothes. Now, here are the smells that they specifically that they specifically listed in the article. Are you ready for this? Sweat, smoke, and meat sweat, uh, meat smell. Yeah, when you, when you go to like the Brazilian steakhouse and you get the meat sweat. This sounds like a terrible strip stop, club. Stop, stop, stop. Because I I have I have a story to tell. Oh god, please let me hear this. And and I'm I'm going to tell the story for the listeners, for everyone. And good luck cutting any of this shit out. Here's the deal. Just outside of Newark, New Jersey, there's a little unincorporated section called Ironbound. And it's a it's a Portuguese neighborhood, unincorporated. If anybody knows what that means, it doesn't belong to any governments. Unincorporated. You walk in there, right? And all these all the restaurants, bars, Portuguese places, they're fantastic. But you get in there, and basically, 
you're in for a very good meal, but you're sitting next to three tables that are being served hot steak on a stone, which basically means you're just you're just being infused all night with garlic butter steak smell into your clothes. <laughs> and look at I, I travel places for a day or two at a time. Usually you take you take a few shirts, right? Right. But you take you take a pair of jeans. You take a pair of jeans. You don't really because you know I, you can wear you can wear true. jeans yes, yes. a few times, yes. right? But when you get back to your hotel, you have to hang those jeans up over the shower rod and you have to crank the shower on thermonuclear <laughs> and steam your jeans for a solid couple hours before you can go to bed. But this doesn't Look work it. on jeans. This is only I, for I'm, like shirts and jackets. I'm saying I'm saying maybe it does work on jeans. But it doesn't. Maybe it mom, maybe it does. <laughs> You can't just say that. It doesn't make it better. Listen, you can't tell me there's a hanger that takes away meat smell and not make it take it away from my jeans. Maybe it does. (laughs) I don't give a shit if it doesn't. Maybe it does because it says grilled meats and I'm there in a room of Portuguese people who don't like me because I don't speak their language and they bring me different drinks and they bring everybody else. I swear (laughs) to God, that's an actual thing. Uh, listen, this this restaurant has white sangria and red sangria. You know what they brought me? Red. Orange tang colored sangria. <laughs> I swear to you, everybody else had white or red sangria. Me and my buddy were sitting at the oh table with orange tang well, and he, white wine. Here's the, I swear to God. Here's the news for you, Josh. It's on Panasonic's website, but only for Japan. It's supposed to be released out in September. It's going to cost 20,000 yen, which is about $179 Japan, US. Japan, what consumes more raw fish than any other country in the world, has the thing that takes away the smell of grilled meat. This seems like it would work best in Texas. I'm just trying to figure out my entire laundry room situation with my washer dryer, my folding mate, and now this hanger. <laughs> like between, like, look, between the smoke. Here's my question. Can't Febreze solve this problem for like $6? I don't understand why you need a $180 hanger. Between the smoke, the sweat, and the grilled meat, this should either be in North Carolina or Texas. All right, this is, um, I'm really excited. This is actually going to be a new segment that we're going to be doing, and it's called The Nerd Degree. And The Nerd Degree is where that kind of nerd gives a topic, a product, a movie, whatever, the third degree. Oh, I see, because nerd and third rhyme. That's how that works. That's how it makes sense. It's an inquisition of, of sorts, and we will decide if this will pass or fail. Is this a pass or fail? Does anyone expect it? The Inquisition? No. I no. never no. expect. Oh, never I, expect I, only, I expect all Inquisitions unless they're of the Spanish variety. <laughs> you never expect Then I them. never expect those. So what are we talking about? So we are talking today about Samsung's art-inspired frame TV that will be available on June 18th. Now, uh, when I say is the art-inspired frame TV, guys, this is literally a TV that looks like it's holding a picture. It's got a wooden frame to it, and it's got a white border, and then it turns magically into a television. And and the pictures that they're putting out have it like literally surrounded by other art. Why would we want a wooden, interchangeable, bezeled television? Like, wh- wh- what is this? Why? What? What is this? Can I? Can I ask a follow-up question? A fire away, sir. Am I super rich? N- no. Well, I don't know. Maybe you are. Brian is, but not you. Like, I could. I can tell you, Brian has one of these in pretty much every room. I'm thinking of the palatial estate. I- I'm thinking antitrust. That that's what I'm thinking. You know that scene in oh, Antichrist? Oh yeah, super good with the art that moves. Yeah, where, with the art that like keeps changing every time he enters a room. So that's that kinda... exists. There's a thing that does do that where you can I get actually that. buy works of art digitally and it displays it on the. This is uh, this is uh, this is not that. Can you let me finish my thought process? Please, yes, go can ahead. You, can, before you start freaking out uh, about yeah, it, absolutely. I'm thinking you hook up like a Chromecast of this shit and then like put on a nice little slideshow of awesome comic book art and then I'd be happy. And then I could watch television shows as well. But, but couldn't right. you buy just like what? Can you buy fifty-five inch digital photo frames? No, no. Yeah. But buy like no. a really a really crummy fifty-five inch TV, right? Put no, a Chromecast up then, to it, but then it and then put a frame like a, around. Then it. it doesn't look like a picture frame. No, no. You you go to AC Moore and you be like, hey, no, I want to turn my TV. No, 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 no. Frame. You can't. So look. Those really crummy 55-inch TVs, they have, like, fucking four-inch bezels. Yeah, the you, bezels you on them are, you're not able you to You can't that. make them look sleek like this. Like, you, yeah. you, you'd already have to spend 2K to get a TV that has a sleek bezel and then frame it up. This is 
same price. So if you're going to do it, I mean, I just do it. Just do it so right. So here you go. Here you go. I got some real-time follow-up on it. The frame is preloaded with 100 pieces of art, which includes a wide selection from uh, landscapes to architecture. Yeah, all those are getting deleted for comic book pictures. A library of over 300 <laughs> additional pieces are available if you purchase them at $20 a pop. Look, so I'll be honest, right? So next next house, my my 60-inch Panasonic, that's going to go like in the in a kid's playroom. And in my bedroom, I don't need anything bigger than 55. I'm likely to buy something like this on for to have on the wall. You're in gonna my drop bedroom. two grand on this? This is a two grand worthy Who project. Gives a shit? Like two, I'm asking. Grand, I'm, just asking. Look, I'm just saying, like, look at it. It if it could add to the aesthetics of the room and also be cross-functional as an actual television. But the pro- the only problem at that point is right the making sure it's mounted properly and, yes. and and has all the correct inputs but at that point like the, it looks to me like they've even thought about in the in the in the link you put in the show notes they have the the wire channel everything yeah. looks everything looks right and yeah this is absolutely something that i would consider putting in my bedroom in lieu of another tv of maybe say similar slightly less cost that isn't just a TV. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? So it sounds like you guys are all on board for this. That that, that. Brian, you already have you already have like eight of these, right? I'm so I'm told. I haven't right. been to those rooms of the house. Do you, do you have the white, the beige, or the walnut shade? I just said I don't. I haven't been to those rooms of the house. I just know they're there. He doesn't concern himself with interior design. Fabiana does all that. Fabiana uses the IKEA AR app and does it up. I, I don't care what she does. Well, listen, it's out in the world right now. It's available for you. $2,000, 2800 55 to 65 inch. Does this pass the nerd degree? Is this is this something the world should have for the nerd degree? We have to we have to let people know, right? What, what we feel about it. And uh, I think we should use a very simple metric uh, about it or not about it. And we'll do this every week, every week. I'm about it. Josh is about it. I, too, am also about it. From a high-level perspective and just the concept as a whole, I'm about it. I personally probably never own it, but I'm about it for the reasons you guys have discussed. All right. Huzzah! And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our first ever nerd degree. Is that all we had for nerd degree? It's all we had. It's, a one, it's just one thing that we tear apart. One thing that we closely examine or scrutinize. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show where we take a look at the world of comic books, how it's affecting movies, how it's affecting TV, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk! So, uh, Brian. CJ. ABC has released a trailer for Inhumans, and the internet is not looking kindly upon this trailer. No one really was f- sold with the set photo, the photo that we got, and this trailer apparently is not making it any better. I'd love to hear your thoughts as to what the heck is going on in this trailer. Why are nerds enraged about it? I don't know why nerds are enraged. I actually like the trailer. Oh, yeah? Why are nerds enraged by this? There are a couple of people that says this feels like a soap opera with superheroes. It feels like a general hospital kind of feeling. Mm. Uh, it's It's just very, like overacted in some parts very thrown together one guy never speaks how is it overacted it's it's not him ramsey bolton the other and then and then the the costumes ramsey bolton did most of the talking in that trailer right and then the costumes are very uh, people are not happy with the wig that that one woman wears i mean they're they're not the people are not happy with the costumes okay um shut up people So then can can you give so it a chance? To, that is their, that is seriously that is their argument. Why is that ridiculous? Why are they completely I'm off not, the mission? I'm point? not saying it's ridiculous. I'm saying it's a pilot. It's a trailer for something that's not even out in sep- until September that I'm sure is going to look different on the screen. Also, the fact that they're into they're play, uh, playing in an IMAX so definitely look different in an IMAX screen. Yeah, they're really touting the fact. And Brian, uh, Josh, this goes back to our point earlier that they shot this with IMAX cameras, um, which you know, take that for. I'm telling you, but, okay. it doesn't make a difference. That's fine. So, Brian, tell us then why this trailer is is, is okay and nerds are overreacting and calm the hell down and, and humans is going to be fine because people are very divided about this. I didn't say it was going to be fine. 
Oh, okay. So you think the show's not going to be fine? I was I was neither highly impressed nor highly disappointed with this trailer. I looked at it and I said, "It's a trailer. <laughs> I'll watch it. I will most certainly give it a chance. The true test is going to be if the pilot's shit." then I won't watch it anymore. Knowing ABC's track record when it comes to the Marvel television shows, right? Because all we have is Agent Coulson. Uh, Agent Carter. Agents of, Agent Carter. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Carter had mixed reactions and, and got canceled. Carter has a cult following. I haven't right. finished Agent Carter. I am up to date on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. How do you feel about Inhumans? Just, I mean, is, is this ready for ABC? That's my question. Is this ready for... The normal just Marvel movie goer to to taking humans are they gonna are they gonna be able to follow this? No, I don't think I don't I don't think it's convoluted or confusing at all. There there's this race of people who live I'm assuming somewhere in space who are coming to Earth. I I don't know what's so hard to like grasp. I I thought I thought Lockjaw looked awesome. The the freaking teleporting dog looked amazing. That that's 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 a thing. That's a oh, thing I, in the comic book. I know it is. And and for anybody who's complaining that it's like too soap opera, soap opera ish, if that's yeah, a word. yeah, just let let that we'll we'll allow that to be grammar. Um, I would argue that the Inhumans as a concept in the trailer is very soap opera y. So I, I don't. If it's not your thing, it's it's not your thing. If you're not about it, then you're not about it, and that's <laughs> fine. I'm willing to give it a shot. I mean. Here's the thing, like, is ABC the right network? I don't freaking know. Disney owns Marvel, so it's going to be on ABC regardless of what you feel about the network or not. So let's just give it a chance. Let's give Peace a chance. Let's watch the movie, let's see it, and try to enjoy it. If we don't enjoy it, that's fine. You know what? No one's forcing you to continue watching the show. Are we really just moving beyond Inhumans? Like, just Brian? Do you have something you want to add? Yes. Please, go ahead. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that felt good. Thanks, Josh. I miss You're you. welcome. All right. So I want to follow up on a on a thing that we talked about. I believe it was last week, which was a, a conversation between Kevin Feige from uh, the Marvel. <laughs> Kevin, you know, Feige Kevin Feige, Kevin uh, cutting Amy Pascal and Amy Pascal uh, with the uh, the sad Feige meme. And uh, so here's basically the point. Someone got pulled into a back room and got scolded and yelled at. And Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige held uh, another press conference. She had, to, she had to eat so much crow. It and she was like, funny. listen, I'm only going to be remembered as the person who, like, obviously messed up the relationship between Marvel and Sony. So I want right. to clarify what I said. <laughs> right. The thing is, she clarifies it, but it doesn't even, her clarification doesn't even make any sense. Her clarification is that I was talking about the Marvel comic book universe, not the movie universe. And, like, we're like, Bullshit, lady. <laughs> you were so trying to ride on Marvel's coattails, it wasn't even funny. Because they were specifically asked you if they were talking about the movies. Yeah, so she – listen, the, the clarification, the final word came down from Kevin Feige himself. No, this Sony Universe thing is not going to be connected to the MCU. And we don't even know if we're ever going to see Spider-Man in this universe. Like, it's very, like, they did not, uh, they said anything could happen again. But the fact that it's not going to be the Spider-Man yeah, from the anything MCU. Anything can happen is, is code for when Venom does really well, when, when, when Venom does really well, and then Black and Silver shits the bed, Sony and Marvel will go back to the table and they'll be like, give it, give it all. Just give, give us, us give, Venom. give us everything. Right. We'll fix it just like we fixed Spider-Man. And just, just like leave it alone. we fix everything. Last bit of Cape Talk news uh, comes around to a popular fan theory has now been approved within the MCU. Uh, back in Iron Man 2, there's a, a scene where uh, a little kid is wearing an Iron Man mask and about to get the shit kicked out of him by a robot. Uh, Iron Man comes in, saves the day, and says, good job, kid. And it is now confirmed by Kevin Feige and Tom Holland that that kid was indeed Peter Parker. Yeah, I saw this. So, uh, listen, and the way that makes sense is the expo happened in Queens, right? It's it's where Peter's from. It lines up with the same age as he would be, and is a great way for uh, Marvel to retcon that movie and include Spider-Man within the DC, within the uh, the MCU. 
uh, and kind of tie them into some of the history that's there. Uh, cool. I don't know if that like helps at all. I don't know if that comes into play at Homecoming, but uh, that's cool though. I mean, it's neat. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a nice little Easter egg. They didn't have him. They didn't have the rights to the character at all, so they couldn't even, couldn't include him, and they put him in now. Which well, I, I don't. Nice. Yeah, I don't believe for a second that this was the plan from the start. But it, it's nice no. to think about now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just a, a nice bit of oh, what did it be? <gasps> Wait, we can do that, don't we? Loophole, and then they can just throw that in you never saw that kid's face let's let's do let's just have that kid be peter all right and that ladies and gentlemen is the end of cape talk that kind of nerd is brought to you this month by our wonderful patrons on patreon if you would love to support that kind of nerd please go to patreon.com slash that kind of nerd where you can go ahead and you can donate and become an executive producer this month's executive producer is the wonderful brian roman uh, on our Patreon page, you can get uh, swag, you can get early access to our podcast topics, and early access to the episodes. So again, go to patreon.com slash thatkindofnerd. We have no ads on this podcast because we are only supported by you. No, but apparently the end of our show sounds like a PBS special. <laughs> <laughs> and if you call now, I will give you a tote bag. But you do have to pledge $1,000 and... Your third born. That's right. I'll let you keep the first and second because I want you to work out the bugs. All right. I want the third. <laughs> Brian, just, just being work out third the born and give is, us the third is, one. <laughs> is incredibly sensitive to that joke. That's good. All right. Well, for that kind of nerd, I am CJ Mellon, joined, of course, by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. Thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully I'll be here. But if not, uh, I will be back. Uh, I'll be back soon. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see, there's many points where we can agree, like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd, and Apple versus Android is a case to be heard, and that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, cause you were that kind of nerd. A uh, 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 query, if you will. Oh, oh, for, the, for uh, the 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 gentleman from the internet, Pennsylvania, recognizes Brian. Corden. <laughs> Let me share a mobile world with you. Go ahead. Sorry. Someone, do me a favor. I need three pixie sticks to Brian Stat, and I wanna I want a red, a blue, and I know you're gonna object to this, but an orange. Just because it makes you appreciate the other two flavors. And you're like, I'm making a movie. This is Josh Burns. God damn it, CJ. So can you name a movie that takes place in the wilderness where we're trying to catch a killer? Do you remember how awesome you said The Revenant was going to be? Do you remember? This looks a hundred times better than The Revenant and has the added bonus of starring Jeremy Renner. That is all. This is Josh Burns calling. Uh, I'm driving and listening to the podcast from last week or the, the, the drop today. And uh, God damn it, Brian, with the hating of Channing Tatum. Uh, first is not allowed in the Bernstein house at all. There is no hating of Channing Tatum. As a matter of fact, we, we subscribe to everything Channing Tatum does. Everything. All Channing Tatum all the time. Talk to you boys soon.